Hello, and welcome to the Get Transformed podcast of Transformation Christian Fellowship. We are so excited that you're tuning in, and we hope that you will be empowered and transformed by the Word of God. chapter 11 verses 1 through 3 records the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying hear the words of this covenant and speak to the men of Judah and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem verse 3 records and, and, and say to them thus says the Lord God of Israel cursed is the man who does not obey the words of this covenant. Verse four says, which I commanded your fathers in the day, I brought them out of the land of Egypt from the iron furnace saying, obey my voice and do according to all that I've command that according to all that I command you. So shall you be my people and I will be your God. Verse five says that I may establish the oath which I have sworn to your fathers to give them a land flown with milk and honey as it is this day. And I answered and said, so be it, Lord. Going down to verse six. Then the Lord said to me, proclaim all these words in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem, saying, hear the words of this covenant and do them. Verse seven says, for I earnestly exhorted your fathers in the day I brought them up out of the land of Egypt until this day, rising early and exhorting, saying, obey my voice moving to verse 8 verse 8 says yet they did not obey or incline their ear but everyone followed the dictates of this of his evil heart therefore I will bring him upon them therefore I will bring upon them all the words of this covenant which I commanded them to do but which they have not done verse 9 and says and the Lord said to me a conspiracy has been found among the men of Judah and among the inhabitants of Jerusalem and we'll stop at verse 10 they have turned they have turned back to the iniquities of their forefathers who refused to hear my words and they have gone after other gods to serve them the house of Israel and the house of Judah have broken my covenant which I made with their fathers I want to give you the message title I'm going to do part two of this and that I started it yes uh, last Sunday I'm going to do part two of this and that And if I had to use for a subtopic that's just coming to me right now because I didn't have a subtopic and I'm not, 
this is not really a series. I'm just concluding something that God's been working with me with, uh, working on me um, concerning is all you had to do was listen. All you had to do was listen. Ladies and gentlemen, we find last week when I was talking to you that through Jeremiah chapter 7 and verse 10, we find my man Jeremiah who has been given this difficult task. Jeremiah, ladies and gentlemen, I want to set the scene for you that God has instructed him in Jeremiah chapter 7 to stand literally on the entrance of the temple. So it would be instead of you seeing me preach here, I would be preaching as they were coming in to the building. Jeremiah has been tasked to to deliver a message of warning to the people of God. And the reason why he's been issuing, he's got this instruction is because the people of God were living or they were living superficially. What I mean by that, ladies and gentlemen, that they were embracing a superficial form of worship. What they thought that they could do was that they could still come into the house of God because they had the temple, because they had their different rituals. They thought they were doing God a service by coming to church, by just doing their thing and still being allowed to live a life full of sin. Still thinking that they could live a life doing whatever they wanted to do. And on top of that, last week, as we saw, The warning was so that they will not give in to the practices of the Gentiles. In other words, ladies and gentlemen, what God had a problem with is that they outwardly were serving. Outwardly, it appeared that they were serving him. But the truth of the matter was, is their hearts was far away from them. You have people who can come into your door and be in your midst and still don't believe what you believe. We can all be coming. You can be watching me online. You can be sitting in the uh, sitting in the room and we all don't believe the same thing. There are some who will be sold out for God and then there will be some who are living uh, uh, living uh, 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 close to the line. God had a problem with the fact that, listen, you guys have been you guys have been trying to have your cake and eat it, too. That you think that you still going to get blessed and still think that you're going to still be in your mess. Hello. He said, listen, I'm not I'm tired of this now. And on top of that, not only that, but you're saying that you could have me and have Baal, too. What they were doing was practicing idolatry and immorality. Now, let's make a very interesting thing, and I'm going to work my way up to our text today. Hear me. And so let's focus on what is idolatry. Idolatry is more than you just worshiping an object. It's more than just worshiping or having something to worship. So in Jeremiah chapter 10, it talked about how they were cutting down this wooden tree and they would worship this tree or that they would worship the sun or that they will worship different objects. Idolatry, ladies and gentlemen, is more than that. It extends beyond the worship of images and false gods. It is a matter of the heart. The reason why God had an issue with them is because they they were not committed. Their hearts were not committed to him. 
You can listen. It would be I could be a double a double tongue preacher, whereas though I can preach something to you, but my heart is not even doing the same thing I'm telling you to do. That's what's going on here. What's up, everybody? It's your boy Pastor Dom here. Listen, our Connect class is launching this. Connect Class is an amazing opportunity for all of you to learn and experience our TCF culture, our history, our operations, our core values as a church. So if you want to become a part of TCF, you have to sign up for Connect Class. It's going to be an amazing opportunity for you to connect with people. If you want to be a part, go to our website, www.transformationchristianfellowship.org and sign up for Connect Class. We can't wait to meet and connect with you. And remember, transformation starts here. See, let me tell you something that it is a idolatry is a major theme of the Bible. It challenges God's sovereignty and attempts to offer an alternate explanation to the issues of life. That's what it does. In Tim Keller, his book called Counterfeit Gods, he says an idol is anything more important to you than God. Anything that absorbs your heart and imagination more than God and anything that you seek to give you what only God can give. So they were seeking things from the other nations that they already had. They were seeking the, the they were seeking other gods when you have the true God. You were seeking all of these other things when all you needed was found in him all this time. And when God is saying, listen, you're going to be judged the same way as those who are uncircumcised. What this judgment I'm bringing in is the circumcision of the heart. The problem, this mirrors where we are in today, ladies and gentlemen. It is the same idea that is, that, is, that, is, that is within our churches to think that we can have God and still have the things of the flesh. It is the idea where I can still have God and make God a part of a belief system of mine, but he is not the belief system. It is the idea, ladies and gentlemen, where I can have all these other idols. And God be a part of it. Jesus be a part of my ideology. But, and, but he's not it. I don't fully believe in what he does. I believe in a little bit of uh, new age. I believe in a little bit of universalism. I believe in the, uh, the universe and the energy that it gives off. And the crystals. And, and, and how all of that can absorb energy. And give you positive energy. This is the stuff that they were doing. Similar to Similar. Let me tell you something. There is nothing new under the sun. That's it. That's it. You get it? Yeah. This was the same stuff that was going on in the Bible. That's it. And sometimes people don't believe the Bible because they think these are made up people. Jeremiah actually lived. There was actual children of Israel. Yeah. There was actual children, uh, 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 the tribe of Judah. There was real people. Are you get what I'm saying? And so again, an idol, we can make anything an idol. We can make our plans an idol. We can make our relationship an idol. We can make our success an idol. We can make anything out of an idol, anything that absorbs our attention, that takes it away, that tries to live alternate from what God has given us. And that's what, and that's what God was warning the people about. And that's why Jeremiah used satire. How are you going to believe in a God that's not even alive? How you going to believe in a God that didn't even make all of this? How you going to believe in, 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 uh, in gods and different idols that were man-made and crafted? 
He said, no, God is the maker of the universe. He begins to explain how he's established the world by his wisdom and it has stretched out the heavens at his discretion. Don't you know that the universe is constantly being stretched? Do you not understand that it's scientifically proven that the the universe is constantly expanding? It's constantly growing by the second. There is more galaxies outside of the one that we know of. And if you don't believe that the universe was made from intelligence, then how did this come to be? It can't be a big bang theory because the reality is mess cannot create mess. If that was the case, then the trash in my house could create something. Things can come together out of nowhere. How how does things happen without someone orchestrating the things of life? How can things be? How can you come from out of an animal when there are things that God literally breathed on man? Out of everything, he didn't create animals in his own image. He didn't create the universe in his own image. He created man in his own image. Hallelujah. That's why you are a spirit that has a soul that's wrapped up in a body. Triune. <laughs> God is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. You are made in his own image, meaning you were made to think. <laughs> you, you, you were made in his own image, so you have the ability to choose. God, help me. You have the ability to choose. Why did God create the universe he chose to? Oh, my God. Why did I believe Jesus? Because he first chose me. He made a choice. He made a choice. And the reason why I'm preaching this message because us as a church, we got to understand that we got to lay down our idols. We got to lay down and get back to true repentance and come on our knees and to look to Jesus because only him can heal our land. He said, if my people who would humble themselves, Chronicles, Second Chronicles chapter 7, if my people would humble themselves and hallelujah, he would say and pray and seek my face then. He said, oh, not all, I missed a part. Turn from your wicked ways. He wasn't talking about unbelievers. He was talking about two believers. He said, my people, the ones who I've called, the ones who I've drawn out, to my people. Issue, what we have here is an issue of trying to have a smorgasbord of ideas and ideologies. And what's happening is that's confusing you. Because you don't know what's true and you don't know what's what. And the idea and the, the matter of it is when we try to choose from all these different things and buffets and philosophy and, 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 different idea, and different ideas, there's nothing wrong with getting information. There's nothing wrong with being open to certain things. It only becomes a problem is when you allow that to start to become an, a thought system to you and replacing it with who the, the, the true word of the God. Are you getting what I'm saying? This is not me. This is saying it's good to be smart. It's not, but you have to not allow this. You cannot allow different ideas to take you away from what you know in the word. And the true challenge is, is do you actually know it or will you be swayed to and fro? 
That's the truth. Ladies and gentlemen, to briefly move me and move me ahead, the reality is now God gives him another instruction. Here in chapter 11, the people had a this and that mentality, meaning I want this, but I still want that too. I, 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 I come to this thing. See, see the, our ignorance is think that we're doing something for God. <laughs> you ain't doing nothing for him. The reality is you're doing it for yourself. So you're so that you can become who you need to be in Christ. So they thought they were coming here doing him a favor. Say, okay, let me check off the list that I came here, you know, Sunday and then live hellish between Monday and Saturday. And then I'll get it together back on Sunday, show the appearance that, oh, and then I go back doing the same thing. God's saying, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm tired of that. I'm tired of that. We're not doing this no more. So he told Jeremiah, I got another instruction now. Now I want you to go into the cities. Now I want you to go, I want you to go into, I want you to go into uh, and speak to the men of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. I want you to go and travel and bring this message about a covenant. And tell them that this, and tell them a, a message of the broken covenant and its consequences in Jerusalem and other cities of Judah. He said, I want you to tell them about it. I want you to tell them, let's go, let's, let's go line upon line really quickly here. Let's go line upon line. Here it is. Here it is. He says, hear the words of this covenant and speak to the men of Judah and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem. Now we have to ask and establish what is this covenant in which God speaks of. So this covenant that God is speaking of is the covenant that he made with Moses back in Exodus. Yeah, yeah. Exodus chapter 19. And let me lay the landscape again. Exodus chapter 19, uh, verse 5 and 6, it says, Now, therefore, if, in, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be a special treasure to me above all people, for all the earth is mine. Verse 6, and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words which you shall speak to the children of Israel. So a part of the covenant, ladies and gentlemen, this old covenant, because I'll move you to the new in a second, is that a part of this covenant, ladies and gentlemen, was that, that God has chosen them to be his special people. And part of that covenant, and he, he, he promised them, is that I'm going to lead you to a land flowing of milk and honey. Meaning that I'm going to make you my people. I'm going to set you up to be fruitful. I'm going to bless your life and you're going to be prosperous in the land that I have promised. Starting to Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. That's what I'm going to do for you. He said, this is a promise that I'm going to supply every material and spiritual need for this infant nation. And all I ask in return is your undivided worship and obedience. You, I will be your God. You will be my people. And I'm going to lead you to prosper. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to make you fruitful in this land. And all I ask in return is for your undivided Fidelity to me and obedience to me. That's all I ask. That's all God is asking of us. 
Ladies and gentlemen, this is what the old covenant was. This is what it was. I'm going to give you this. As long as you walk in obedience to my word, you will never lack anything. You will never lack for nothing. Materially and spiritually, you will never want for nothing. The problem with the children of Israel and the problem with us is we still want something that's more. You still think that what is out there is more than what God can give. And it was to the point where they even told Moses, we, we want something to worship like the other gods. Give us an image. Give us something else. And that's when God gave him the Ark of the Covenant. Because we want to be like the rest of the nations. They got these idols. They got this. They got something that they can look at. You so worried about the fake when you got the real thing. You so worried about counterfeits and you want to settle for a counterfeit instead of getting the real thing. You got to say to say, I'm not selling for counterfeits anymore when I got the real thing and his thing, his name is Jesus. I got the real thing. He said, listen, here, you got to stop and get out of that stuff. And he said, this is the covenant that I made with them. This is the covenant. That seemed like a pretty good deal to me. Here it is. I got to move for the sake of time. Here it is. Which I commanded your fathers in that day. I brought them out of the land of Egypt, out of the iron furnace. Hallelujah. He used the Egypt as a way of building them up so that they can go into the land. He used that affliction to strengthen them. That's what he did. And he said, they, my saying, they uh, obey my voice and do according to all that I commanded you. So you will be my people and I will be your God that I may establish the oath, which I have sworn to your fathers to give them a land flowing with milk and honey as it is this day. And he said, and he answered, so be it. Ladies and gentlemen, this word, so be it in, in other translations, they will say, Amen. Now, amen was just more than so be it unto me. Amen goes a little deeper to establish a contract. And Deuteronomy chapter, I believe, 24 or so, they go down when, when God announced every curse, if they didn't follow, they said amen. Meaning that they came into contract with what God was saying. That means they came in wholeheart agreement to what God is saying. When we say amen at the end of a prayer, we are coming into agreement with the will of God. We are coming into agreement with what God is saying and what we are praying in alignment to his will. You just thought we say amen for the sake of saying amen. No, we don't. We say it because we're coming into agreement. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Here we have it, ladies and gentlemen, that he's here. He said, obey my voice. That I may establish the oath. See, God is trying to, he's trying to establish you. He's trying to come in the covenant with you. God is going out of his way. He's saying, listen, this is what I want for you. I want to make you prosperous. I want you to, I want your soul to prosper as well. I want you to be in the, in what I intended for your life to be. All you have to do is just obey. 
That's all you have to do. All you got to do is listen. Hear me. Then the Lord said to me, proclaim these words in the cities of Judah and the streets of Jerusalem, saying, hear the words of this covenant and do them. For I earnestly exhorted your fathers in the day. I brought them out of the land of Egypt until this day, rising early, exhorted them, obey my voice. Meaning what God is saying is that he has sent so many warnings. He's encouraged them to obey his voice. He has encouraged them to listen. He's saying, hey, obey me. And this is what I'm going to do. And this is what I'm going to do. And out of all of these warnings, God's saying, I'm tired of it. Eventually, because of your stubbornness, God has to give you over to the thing that you're craving or for out of your flesh. And you will ignore all of the warnings. You will ignore all of the red signs because you're not trying to hear it because your mind is made up. The truth of the matter is, is that there are a point where we don't want to hear from God anymore is because our minds has already been made up. And God is saying, since the day I led them out of Egypt, since that day I've been encouraging them to do what is right under the covenant. Hallelujah. Since that day I became, I came into marriage with them. He said, I've been exhorting them to do what's right. See, God will send multiple people to give warnings to you. God will send multiple people out of mercy to say, hey, if you do what's right on the covenant, if you live right, if you, if you live in a way that's pleasing to God, God will open up doors for you. But listen, if you go that other way, eventually he's going, you're going to have to, you, he's going to give it. He's going to allow you the thing that you wanted. And you realize this thing is not really that good. You'll realize that the thing that you were craving for, you saying after you come to your senses, you begin to realize this is not what I thought it would be. It, didn't, it doesn't look like I thought it would be. I thought if I just give God gave it to me in the first place, there's a reason why God has been shutting the door on certain things because it would destroy you if you kept on going. And we in the church are trying to adopt all of this new age philosophy, telling you it's in you and not telling you that, no, it's in him that's going to put it in you so it can accomplish his will. You're leading people down destruction. To tell people that you can manifest anything that you can conjure up outside of the will of God is a witchcraft. That's what they were doing. He's saying, listen, I've been trying to tell them. Let me tell you something. People talk about the God of the Old Testament. He's so mean. But you skip all over all the warnings, all the stuff to try to spare him. Let me tell you something. God didn't want to really knock Sodom out. <laughs> Hallelujah now. He tried. Abraham interceded for him, but he couldn't find one that was righteous. If he found one that was righteous among them, Sodom and Gomorrah wouldn't have been thrown out. <laughs> oh my God in here. 
What I'm trying to tell you is, ladies and gentlemen, that God has nothing but the best intentions over your life. But if you're constantly trying to ignore the signs, if you're constantly trying to do your own thing out of part of his wisdom and his sovereignty, let me tell you something. You're messing yourself up. I know you don't want to hear it, but it's the truth. I got to remind myself. Like, Brandon, you don't know it all. I don't know the next thing. I don't know what God has in store next. All I can do is trust him with the plans and the details concerning my life. Because what I know about God is that all things that God does, he does it well. Out of his mercy, ladies and gentlemen. But the people were just so stubborn. So, so, so come on, tell yourself, say, stop being stubborn. Stop being stubborn. You know you're stubborn. You know you're stubborn. You know you're hard-headed. I'm talking to myself. Brandy, you know you're hard-headed. Sometimes you know you want to just make something happen out of your own will. God said, don't be stubborn. Listen and be patient. All right. Let's do this. Ephesians, I got to move. Ephesians 4 verse 17 says, This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk, and the futility of their mind. All right? Having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart. He's saying, listen, don't be like them. Don't let your heart be darkened and be, have blinders on your eyes when you know, what's, you know what the deal is. You know what the deal is. Watch me. He says it here, verse 19. He says, who being, uh, uh, pa- uh, uh, being past, uh, what is that? I can't see that. Past feeling have given themselves over to lewdness to work all uncleanness with greediness. But you have not learned... So, but you have but you have not so learned Christ if indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in who Jesus he says that you may put off the your concerning your former conduct the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, verse 40, 24, and that you may put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. What he was trying to do, this is the New Testament. What he was, he was doing, let me tell you something, everything in the new mirrors the old. What he was trying to do for the people of Israel is that they would be a standout of his glory among all the other nations. What he's done for the church is to try to make us a standout for his glory that would bring people into the kingdom of God for such a time as this. All right, if that's not good enough for you, let me give you what Solomon said. Solomon says here in Proverbs 28, verse 14, he says, Blessed are those who hear, who fear to do wrong, but the stubborn are headed for serious trouble. That's what the scripture said. He said, you're stubborn, you're, you're going to go to serious trouble. It opens up trouble for you because you don't want to listen. You don't want to hear. That was the problem with the children of Israel. So he said, I want you to go in those cities and you tell them about this broken covenant. And all you had to do was just listen. 
ladies and gentlemen, we find it here. We go back to Jeremiah. He, he goes further on. He goes further on. He's saying, yet uh, they did not obey or incline their ear, but everyone who followed the dictates of his evil heart. Can I help you understand something? Your heart, you can't go off of your feelings. Your feelings are troubled. Let me tell you why. Because the heart is wicked and no man would know it. That's what the Bible says. That's why you needed Jesus. Because in ourselves, we could not fulfill the work. We couldn't fulfill that covenant. Here's what he said. Here, here, here's what he said. He says, uh, he says, then, therefore, I will bring upon them all the words of this covenant. That means which I commanded them to do but which they have not done. He's saying, listen, I got to give them the words of what Deuteronomy said. He, the, what Moses said before, when, I, when he told Moses, therefore I put before you this day life and death. Choose ye this day. This is what the, this is the, the, this is the, this is the Deuteronomic uh, 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 blessing and curses that was found in Deuteronomy. You do this, you'll be blessed. Don't listen, don't do this. And he goes through a whole list in Deuteronomy chapter 24. 27? Yeah, thank you, EP. He goes through a whole list in Deuteronomy chapter 27 of curses of what will happen. What I'm going to bring it up to today is the new covenant. Under the new covenant, it's better than the old. And the reason why it's better than the old, because God has opened it up to everyone. And in Ezekiel, he said, I will put my spirit in them and they will become my people. That means Jews and Gentiles. Yeah, yeah. Now, let me help you understand something. He'll do it through the blood of Jesus Christ. And the old is similar to the New Testament. The only difference is that Jesus is now the mediator. And God still has every intention of blessing your life. But here's what happens when Jesus said, he said, I am the vine and you are the branches. Apart from me, you can do nothing. He said, abide in me and my word abide in you and you can ask whatever. See, the issue is this. When you go out of the will of God, you experience calamity. When you go out of the will of God, you start thinking thoughts that you didn't think before. When you go out of the will of God, you lose peace. When you go out of the will of God, you become become anxious when you go out of the will of God your soul becomes depressed when you go out of the will of God you try to get oh my god you get irritated and frustrated because all the plans that you've made is not coming to pass that's what happens is it just me that that happens to you is it it is just me because when I get out of it, then I realize, listen, I'm losing sleep. I'm not, I'm not thinking straight. I'm, I'm being too, I'm being too antsy. I'm, I'm not being myself. That's when I self needs to call itself back to attention and get himself under the mighty hand of God and allow him to direct your path. He's saying, I have no other choice but to bring this on them. They brought it on themselves. The truth of the matter, God ain't putting nothing on you. He's not trying to put no cursing and none of that stuff on you. The reality is, is that you bring it upon yourself because God out of all his warnings, you're not trying to listen. So that's what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to just step back for a little second and say, okay, 
and do your thing And once you come to your reality Then I'ma be right back To come get you And to save you out of your pit And it is of the Lord's mercies That you and I are not consumed Because his compassion fail not And out of his mercy towards you He will not allow your own decisions To trip you and to hold you But if you come to your senses God will take his hand and reach you and say, come here, daughter, come here, son, and get yourself up. He's saying, I got to help you understand this tonight. TCF, we got a vision. God has called us to a higher level and we can't be having that this and that mentality. Either you're going to choose God or you're going to or you're going to allow all that other stuff and give yourself over to that other stuff and God is saying, listen, I'm here. All you need is in me. All you need is in me. Don't give yourself. Don't lose. Don't forfeit the promises for counterfeit promises. He said, don't counterfeit. Don't do that. And here's what he was saying. I'm coming to a close. Here it is. He said, he told him, the Lord said to Jeremiah, he said, a conspiracy has been found among the men of Judah. He didn't say that it was outside of the house of God. He's saying that there was a conspiracy in the house of God that they were conspiring to still do wicked. That they were conspiring. It wasn't that there was a full-fledged plot. It could have been even the territorial demons in that region that were trying to conspire. But there has been a conspiracy that has entered the land. And people are conspiring, conspiring that even with the whole God thing, we can still do whatever we want to do. We don't got to listen to this prophet. We don't got to listen to him. We can still do our thing. They were conspiring together. People conspiring. conspiring. Uh, this is how we can take these church people money. Hallelujah. And still live hellish lives. Hallelujah. This is how we can get people on our side to believe things and mask it under other stuff. Hallelujah. And still be able to have a name for yourself. The reality is there is a conspiracy that's entered into a land where people have God said that this is a setup. He said they're setting up. He said the men of Judah among the inhabitants of Jerusalem all over this region, they've been trying to conspire. Even in the days of Josiah, when reform was coming, they tried to conspire. They couldn't wait for something to happen to Josiah because they so they can go back to what they were doing. They didn't care. Their hearts was not fully in there. Let me tell you something. If your heart ain't fully with him, God said, listen, it is what it is. God ain't somebody who's going to just go, oh, come, no, 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 no. God is going to say, the table, the ball is in your court, fam. What you going to do? I ain't going nowhere. I am God and I change if not. My plan is my, my holiness is still my holiness. And my righteousness is still my righteousness. You can call what you're doing righteous, but that ain't according to my standard. You can call what you're doing holy, but it ain't according to my standard. Holiness is setting yourself apart from the rest of that junk. He said, listen, that ain't what I'm saying it is. And he's saying, listen, 
they conspired because they got wickedness in their heart. <laughs> but here it is, he's saying, they have turned back to their iniquities and the forefathers who refuse to hear my words and they have gone after other gods to serve them. The house of Israel and the house of Judah. Israel already ended up going there and Judah was on their way to it. He said, they've broken my covenant. What God is saying to us, listen, I have lived up to my standard. I've given you everything you could ever ask for. I've given you a land filling with milk and honey. I've given you a name where people feared you all because they knew that the God of Israel was on their side. And guess what? They weren't scared of the other gods. They were scared of the God of Israel. But yet you wanted their gods and they're looking at you like, ah, oh, we don't want to play with the God of Israel. Ah, I'm reminded of a woman named Rahab. Oh my God. In the scripture, ladies and gentlemen, where Rahab saw the two spies that were coming into Jericho and she noticed, hey, listen, are you with the people of Israel? We heard about what your God did back here in Egypt. We heard about what your God did and they were all afraid. That's why they had Jericho and high lockdown because they were afraid but Rahab saw something about the God of Israel and she came into agreement and alignment because she said listen I fear God I fear your God I said a prostitute came to the fear and knowledge of God because she understood there was something about this God that was different about the God of Jericho and different than the other gods in this region and he said listen I'm a hide you in my house and oh my god Rahab hid them in their house and oh my god and covered them and that's why when Jericho was sieged by the children of Israel hallelujah Joshua told them to go get, go get Rahab and to go get her family because she knew the God of Israel had been on their side and that's why till this day we talk about a prostitute named Rahab that life changed in a matter of seconds because she heard the God of Israel so why would you trade the real thing for a bunch of phoniness why would you trade the real thing for what people wish that they could have and could have if they would just listen and give their life to him God wants the best for you and he wants to show you off in the world as the light of the world that you are a city that's set upon the hill that you are the salt of the earth and that you are a chosen generation a royal priesthood you need to get better with the mindset you have about yourself and say I go with God I am God's child and I'm gonna live like God's child and if you don't like it you can hit the door but I'm gonna stay with God look at somebody say stay with God fidelity to him Matthew Jesus said in chapter 22 verse 37 through 38 he said you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul and with all your mind this is the first and great commandment not only is he asking for your fidelity but he's asking for your commitment God ain't asking nothing that's hard from us 
He's just saying obey and listen. And I'll do this. It's really that simple. You think that so many moving parts with God, God is saying just listen, obey the instruction, and watch what I do. Now, does all God's instructions make sense? No, it ain't for you and I to make sense of it. But I'll leave you with, leave you with this. Proverbs 3, verse 6, excuse me, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Verse 7 says, do not be wise in your own eyes. You're not that smart. He's saying, fear the Lord, depart from evil. He said, get away from it. And guess what? When you do that, it will be health to your flesh. Some people are not health, healthy right now because they are in evil. They're in wickedness. He's saying if you, if you run from it, you start being, wow, I feel much better. I'm, I'm more healthier than what I thought because I got rid of that toxic person. I, I feel better. The air is so much better up here when I decided to flee from wickedness. He's saying, and shrimp to your bones. Some of you people been sucking the life out of you. Hallelujah. He's saying, if you leave that stuff alone, he's saying, it's going to be shrimp to your bones when you trust God that no longer I'm getting my mind healthier, but my body's getting healthier. My body's getting stronger in the process. Let me tell you something. There's a direct correlation between being around toxic people and toxic environments. Once you get out of it, you begin to realize that you're sleeping past change your health begins to change for the good instead of the bad because you're not holding on to that junk no more hallelujah that's why I don't I don't keep a lot of people around me that ain't gonna be right and guess what I'm not gonna keep myself in wickedness that ain't helping me neither hallelujah that's why I'm gonna go with God all I gotta do is listen Vernon all I gotta do is listen and watch what God does for me watch how God begins to open up doors hallelujah God is looking for an obedient church he's looking for a church that will listen TCL he's looking for a church that says hey when he says you to go you go when he says do this you do there because he's looking for people who he can bless stand to your feet say it's as simple as this i can't have that this and that mentality let's pray lift your hands to heaven lord god in the name of jesus we we repent of our sin tonight if there is any this and that mentality that we have that we want you and other things that is not that you want god we we surrender God, we understand you looking for us to repent. That means just to change our mind concerning the things of God, to have a change of heart. God, we surrender to you tonight. If there's plans that we made as an idol tonight, we say, God, we surrender to you tonight. If there's success we made as an idol, we put it and say, God, forgive us. If it was a relationship, God, we say, God, forgive us tonight. You are our only desire. We come into agreement with you tonight. We cancel any contract that we've made and withheld tonight. We renounce all the workings of the enemy tonight and saying that it cannot hold us in the name of Jesus Christ. It cannot hold us and no longer will it be a hindrance to us tonight. We pray right now, God, that you would do what only you can do in the name of Jesus that you do, God, the work in our hearts. 
And God, when we want to drift away, God, help us to trust you and not lean on our understanding. God, you told Isaiah, your ways are not our ways. Your thoughts are not our thoughts. There is, if we could understand you, God, you wouldn't be who you are. <laughs> we don't understand everything, God, but help us in the moment of our, our doubts to just say, God, we'll trust you beyond our doubts. We'll trust you beyond our fear. We'll trust you belong beyond being scared, God. And just say, God, we know that you hold our future in your hand tonight. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, God, tonight. We surrender it to you tonight. In the name of Jesus. If you're not saved, I give you Jesus tonight. I give you Jesus. Stop having this dis in that mentality that you can do this and you can do that. No, 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 no. Jesus said. Thanks for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. We hope that you subscribe so that you can continue to be empowered by the latest podcast. For more information on Transformation Christian Fellowship, visit our website at transformationchristianfellowship.org or download our free mobile app on the App Store or Google Play Store. If you would like to support this ministry, simply text TCF1 to 77977. We thank you for your generosity and for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. And remember, transformation starts here.